Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. If you're a mom with kids under 18, did you know that I have a free Healthy Mom, Healthy Kids Body Image Guide? All you have to do is go to my Facebook page or my Instagram account or my website, christinebrunelli.com. That's B as in boy, R-A-N as in Nancy, E-L-I.com, and look for the Healthy Mom, Healthy Kids Body Image Guide. It will help show you whether or not you're being a healthy role model for body image for your children. I want to thank you for being here. Let's talk about today's episode. Welcome back again, my friend. I want to thank you again for being here. I have dedicated December to healthy holidays. How do we maintain health during all of the hustle and bustle, all of the sugar, all of the foods, all of the wine and the drinks and all of the things? And it's at the peak of cold and flu season. I'm dedicating all of my episodes in December to help us stay on track to stay healthy. If you did not catch last week's episode, I want to send you back to make sure you do have a listen to it. I covered the health wheel and the different aspects of whole health that encompass everything to make you healthy. This week, we're talking about sugar and booze and how it affects our immune system. Are you ready? Let's get started. I'm like Mrs. Claus at Christmas time. <laughs> and I don't mean I walk around like Mrs. Claus. I mean, I bake like a cookie monster. I, I love it. I am very traditional. I grew up in a traditional home with certain traditional foods. I love tradition. And so I took those into adulthood. I bake my holiday cookies. Now, you may not be that person. You may be a Costco grocery store girl, and that's totally okay but those cookies still have sugar, right? I love to bake. I love to create. And if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that Christmas time, I go bananas with the decor and I love all the twinkling lights. I love to make things beautiful and sparkly. And that's the feminine part of me, right? That's that part of this podcast that we're all about girly girl. Well, I love to bake. I don't bake the whole year until Christmas time. I have certain cookies I always make. I have made it a tradition with my kids. They're now in their 20s, and they are now doing their own holiday cookie Christmas parties with their friends, and they're baking some of the same things that I usually make, but I use them as gifts. I give them away as gifts. I use them as um, for my own home, for friends and family when they stop by. It's just something that I love, and I bake with sugar. I'm not giving anyone a cauliflower cookie. Okay. I'm traditional. I'm giving the real deal. That's probably why I only do it once a year. It's also very intense and time consuming, but I want to talk about our immune system because when we get into a season like this, when we're eating and drinking and we're merry, it's also the peak of cold and flu season. What can we do to strengthen our immune system? Is it even possible to strengthen our immune system? Some experts believe that it's not, but all experts agree on one thing. We can weaken our immune system. So I'm going to give you just a little broad overview of immunity of immunity and immune system because I want to just assume from ground zero, we all know what a fever is. We've all experienced fever. If you're a parent, you've watched your children with a fever. If it's a low-grade fever, let it burn. Don't bring it down. 
I should probably back this up with I'm not giving medical advice. Seek the professional opinion of your doctor. But a low-grade fever is not the end of the world. A little discomfort might be worth it to get rid of the infection. And the reason is that fever is your immune system or their immune system kicking in to kill whatever infection you have. A fever is not necessarily a sign that your immune system is weak. A fever is your immune system working at its optimum level at what it should be doing. The body knows in its infinite wisdom that it needs to turn up the furnace to fire up and burn out whatever bug you have or your child has. It has to get hotter for the bug to die, okay? I want you to think about fever that way. That is why we get a fever. So fevers, low-grade fevers, 101 fevers. Now, this is not a podcast that is giving you medical advice. I'm just explaining what a fever does. So when I say leave a fever alone, of course, seek medical attention. But really, you don't have to lower a fever. You don't. If you're at 100 degrees... You don't necessarily have to take something to lower the fever. If you want the fever to do what it's supposed to do faster, you might want to let it burn a while. Okay, I don't want to get too far into this because I don't want this to turn into medical advice, but I want you to understand that's your immune system working. Sneezing is your immune system working. It's your body trying to expel whatever irritant is in your body. Allergies, that's an immune response. Your body is trying to expel whatever it is you're allergic to. The immune system is brilliant when you think about it. Your skin, if you get a rash, that's an immune response. All of these things are your body's immune system working in harmony to to keep your body healthy. Can we strengthen it? I'm not going to tackle that one because experts across the globe with a lot more background than me disagree on whether you can boost your immune system. Where everyone agrees is that you can weaken your immune system. How can you weaken it? Well, let's talk about, let's revisit what we talked about last week on the health wheel. Take a look at a slice of pie from the top, slice it into six or seven pie slices. All of these encompass general health, your social life, your physical life, your emotional life, your work and your occupational life, your spiritual life, your intellectual and learning life, your environment, toxins and all of that, and your financial health. All of those things and are all of them embody total health. When some of those things are off, you are weakening your immune system. You're not experiencing whole health. So with physical, it's obvious I'm going to recap some of this from last week. Do you take care of your body? You eat well, you get good sleep, you drink pure water, emotional. A lot of that is about regulating stress, having stress management tools. Are you happy in your work, your occupational health, your spiritual health? Do you believe in something bigger than you? Do you have hope? Do you live with hope? Your intellectual health, are you learning anything new or are you stagnant? Your environmental health. Are you around pollution? Are you around toxins and mold? That's environmental. Financial health. Is our finances stressing the heck out of you? Are you always worried about money? Are you living within your means? That is the health wheel. Those things need to be in balance for you to be at optimum health. 
Well, today I want to take a couple minutes and talk about how sugar and alcohol affect our health. What they do is weaken our immune system. Most of the time we think about sweets as something that leads to obesity and diabetes. And yes, they do. Excess of anything leads to something, right? Excess alcohol leads to alcoholism and maybe liver problems. Excess sugar leads to weight gain and obesity. And then subsequently, a lot of times we end up diabetic. There are a lot of different things that happen when we exceed a healthy range of something. But sugar in particular, you don't even have to have too much for it to weaken your immune system. I'm going to give you a reference because I don't want you to think this is my opinion. I'm referencing a study from 1973. We have known this information for a long time. The study is about sugar. It's in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And what they studied, and the title of the study is called The Role of Sugars in Human Neutrophilic Phagocytosis. Ooh, big words. What is that? Let me break that down into plain English. The role of sugars in human white blood cells or immune killer cells, think of it that way, and their ability to eat microbes that are bad guys. Does that make more sense? (laughs) What these scientists wanted to learn, and this was 50 years ago. We've known this for a long time. What they wanted to learn was whether or not other carbs besides glucose reduce the role of this phagocytosis or ability to eat bad guys. It ingests the microbes. The neutrophils are white blood cells that go attack bad guys in your blood. They knew glucose, that form of sugar, reduced the white blood cells' ability to do that. They wanted to study whether other types of sugars also reduced the ability to do that. They used glucose, fructose, sucrose, honey, or orange juice to study the effects. It's really interesting what they found out. But before I give you the results, let me tell you something. Some estimates from United States government surveys say that the average American consumes 152 pounds of sugar, 152 pounds of sugar, and about 133 pounds of flour, which gets converted to sugar in the body. Did you know that? That's why when people say don't eat white bread or don't eat bread in general, like they're talking about flour, it gets converted into sugars when your body breaks it down. A year, 152 pounds of sugar. How much do you weigh? If you weigh less than 150 pounds, you may possibly be eating more than your weight in sugar and 133 pounds of flour. That's more than a third of a pound per person per day. This is why the number is so high you may not realize maybe you're eating more sugar than you realize because 75% of processed foods have added hidden sugars. I want you to think about this. Ketchup, barbecue sauce, salad dressing, crackers, pasta sauce, vegetable juices, added sugars. If you read the labels, you're probably going to see an ose in there. Fructose, sucrose, glucose, some type of ose, that's sugar. All of that added up brings us to the 152 pounds a year. If you read labels, you'll be able to see where the sugar is hiding. You are eating more than you realize unless you are a label freak and you're super duper careful. Okay, so back to the study. What did they find out? Within, this is almost immediate. 
Within one to two hours after having simple carbohydrates, these types of sugars, there was a significant decrease in the phagocytic index, which means the immune function of those white blood cells was suppressed. Within one to two hours of taking in that sugar, which by the way was 100 grams in this study, 100 grams of sugar, just granulated white sugar, is the equivalent of eight tablespoons. You may think, I never have, I don't have eight tablespoons of sugar in a day, but if you drink soda, yes, you do. One can. So eight tablespoons of sugar was, this was what was given in this study. And within one to two hours, the the immune system was suppressed. Within one to two hours of ingesting the sugar, the immune system was suppressed. So this is what was really also interesting in this same study. When they had the same people fast with no food for 36 or 60 hours, it increased the immune response. Interesting. There might be something to this intermittent fasting that everyone's talking about, but not for weight loss, maybe for health reasons. That's for another time. But isn't that interesting? Within one to two hours of one can of soda, one to two hours of one frothy, yummy margarita, (laughs) you have suppressed immunity. Interesting. But if you go without food for 36 hours, you have increased immunity. Your white blood cells are empowered and they're go-getters and they're eating the bad guys. I wanted to go back to the sugar. I just wanted you to think about that because some people are like, I need food. I can't function without food. Well, actually your body can for a short period of time, but that's for another time. So sugar in all its forms impacts the immune system especially in high doses, Christmas time. (laughs) That's when I think of it, Halloween, Christmas, Easter. For some reason, we have lots of sugar in the U.S. at that time of year more than usual. So you can't assume that sugar is bad for your immune system all the time. There are cases, there's a study in Yale that studied when glucose, that type of sugar was actually beneficial. And I'll tell you when it was. You're going to be surprised. Viral infections. Have you ever heard feed a cold, starve a fever? That's an old wives' tale from the 1500s. But they knew something back then. Because in this study in Yale, they found out that if someone has a viral infection, glucose actually helped boost the immune system in that viral infection. But on the flip side, a bacterial infection was remedied quicker when the body was starving, not starving for real, but fasting in a fasting state, abstinence from sugar, especially. But if you give the body a little glucose during a viral infection, it may heal faster. A little glucose. I'm not talking about hundred grams or eight tablespoons at one time, a little glucose. It's really interesting, isn't it? So we learn overall that all of these sugars, glucose, fructose, sucrose, honey, And orange juice were used in the 1973 study to determine that our white blood cells can't do their job within one to two hours of consuming eight tablespoons of sugar, our immune system is suppressed. But then we move over to this Yale study and we learn, oh, but wait a minute, if you have a virus, you need a little glucose. You're going to do better with a little glucose. But if you have a bacterial infection, pull it all out. No sugar at all. You're going to do better. Okay, so all of this information is great, Christine, but what do I do with it? Well, the reason we're talking about this today is because I want you to get through 
December and cold and flu season as healthy as possible. So what do you do? How do you manage? You need to really be aware of your sugar intake. You need to think ahead of time what you're eating, how much on your plate is processed, meaning salad dressings, barbecue sauce, all of those things. How much hidden sugar is on there where you wouldn't actually be counting sugars, you wouldn't count it as a sweet. But if you have lemon poppy seed dressing on your salad, my friend, you have sugar in your salad. If you're eating a pulled pork sandwich with barbecue sauce, my friend, you're having sugar. And then you're having strawberry cheesecake. Well, you're way over the eight tablespoons of sugar in that whole meal. If you're having cookies after dinner, Christmas cookies, and they are so hard to eat just one, I get it. I'm the cookie monster, remember? (laughs) If you have too much, even up to eight tablespoons, your immune system is suppressed. How about alcohol? Okay, let's talk about it. If you're drinking straight vodka, you're probably okay. Gin and tonic, you're okay. Vodka soda, you're okay. There's, you know, those things don't have sugars in them. Just be careful and celebrate the good times. Don't use it to make the bad times better. Use it for celebration. Use it in moderation. Enjoy it. If you're having a margarita, there's sugar in that margarita. Unless you're making it by yourself from scratch and you control the ingredients. But when you have those yummy, delicious ones where they make them in all different flavors and peach and whatever, you're getting all the sugar in one drink. How about a glass of wine? You're getting some sugar. One glass of red wine hovers around 125 to 130 calories. Most of that is sugar. Yes, you can find some sugar-free wines. Some of it's gimmicky, some of it's legitimate. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about those hopefully soon because I do enjoy a sugar-free Prosecco. There's, There's nothing done to it. It's an organic farmed grape where they just don't allow the fermentation to go as long so it's not it doesn't have the sugar content that regular prosecco has. Prosecco is the lowest sugar sparkling wine that you can have. It is the Italian version of champagne. It's wonderful and I have found a sugar-free version that I really enjoy and you can use it uh, by itself. It's wonderful, but you can also use it in mimosas. But once you add the orange juice, the sugar is there, right? So how do we do this? What are we going to do to moderate? Well, we're going to enjoy the holidays. You're going to move your body at least 10 minutes a day. Like we talked about last week, every day with intention doesn't have to be intense. It has to be intentional. You're going to drink water, at least your body weight in water. I know you've heard it a million times. Why aren't you doing it yet? Get busy. Get a get some type of a, a fir, uh, what do you call those things? A thermos that has like the measurements on it, so you know how much you're getting a day. Measure it. Give your body the the hydration that it wants and the sleep. You're eating well. You're drinking lots of water. You're getting lots of sleep. Now your body can go into the holidays and enjoy a few cookies every now and then. It can enjoy a glass of wine and you probably have given it enough good things that you're not going to lower or weaken your immune system too much. Of course, it goes without saying, you're washing your hands. You're not touching a bunch of things that a child with green runny nose is touching, right? You're doing all of the hygiene practice that you need to do. You're washing your pillowcases 
Wow, I didn't even go into that last week. I should have. Your sheets and your pillowcases, all of that need to be laundered regularly. You're doing all of those things. So how do we manage the sugar that we eat? We watch our labels. We pay attention. Maybe, just maybe, that raspberry vinaigrette is not as healthy as you thought it was that you're putting on your salad because it has so much sugar in there. Have you ever tried making your own salad dressing? It's not that hard. It really isn't. You need some oil, some vinegar, some ground mustard, and whatever else you want to throw in there. Lemon juice, uh, strawberries, red onions. Let it sit in there for a... You can keep it in the refrigerator for a week. You can make your own. And there aren't any added sugars to it. And they taste amazing. You can make your own barbecue sauce. I know there's a lot of people out here that don't like to spend the time doing that. If that's you totally cool. I get it. But you want to start reading the labels and paying attention. Because what if you have maybe your situation is your child is sick all the time? Is it because of their diet? Have you thought about what they're eating? Are they eating anything in its natural raw form? Or is it all out of a box? Is it all sugary? Is it all prepackaged and processed? You want to start unprocessing your diet. And I'm getting into this way more in January. This is my thing. I love talking about it. I don't talk about restriction. I don't say you should not eat white bread. You should not eat rice. You should not eat treats and all of that. But if you unprocess your diet, meaning pull back on things that have heavy processing and chemicals added, heavy sugars added, corn syrup is a sugar. Okay. All of that stuff is making us sick. And the reason it's making us sick is because Now you know, within one to two hours of consuming sugary processed foods, our immune response is weakened. It's also making us gain weight. And now weight is not the ultimate test of health. You can be healthier at a size 16 than somebody at a size 2. So I'm not saying your weight determines your health. But what I am saying is, would you say that the United States has an obesity problem? Because we're eating so much processed food, because we're consuming too much sugar. So all these Christmas cookies and all of the fun stuff that comes out during the holidays, fudge, chocolate, all that yummy stuff, enjoy it. But I want you to be aware of it so that you don't roll into January and you can't button your jeans or you're living in stretch pants or yoga pants all the time. You can finish December strong. You can finish December a couple pounds lighter than you are now. If that's your goal, you can finish December healthier. Doesn't mean that you won't maybe come down with a cold. You might, but it might not last as long as it would have if you were eating a bunch of sugar and processed foods, or you might not get it at all. Have you ever noticed in the same household, one person may be sick, but the whole household doesn't get that same infection? Could that possibly be because whoever does not contract the infection has a, has a stronger immune response, protected them, their white blood cells were able to gobble the microbes and the bad guys? Maybe they weren't eating as much sugar. Maybe they were getting the rest. Maybe they don't smoke. That's another thing that contributes toward weakened immune system. You have everything in your power to keep yourself as strong as possible to finish this year. Move your body. Hydrate, sleep, and read the labels. Enjoy those cookies. Enjoy that glass of wine with your girlfriends. Maybe don't enjoy a whole bottle, okay? 
Moderation. A little bit is so much better than restricting. If you say, nope, I'm not having any of that this year, I'm doing it, I'm off. You know, I know people that do uh, wine detoxes. They won't drink for 30 days. And then when they come back, they drink a bottle by themselves. What good was the fast for 30 days? Same thing with cookies. You can say, I'm not having any sweets and then January is going to come around or, or maybe if it's just January 1st and you're going to be like, I didn't have one cookie. I'm going to reward myself. And after a restriction, we have a tendency to binge. Moderation is key. Allow yourself to live and enjoy. Just be aware. And I want you, if you're a mom, to be hyper aware of your children. One to two hours after consuming sugar, their immune system is compromised. Their immune system is weakened. Same thing for you. So I'm going to leave you with that this week. I hope you'll practice awareness. I hope you're doing everything from last week, 10 minutes of moving your body a day. You're hydrating. You're sleeping well. You're practicing the three, two, one rule. No food three hours before bed. No work two hours before bed. And no screens one hour before bed. And not eight tablespoons of sugar at one sitting. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for being here. My hope is that you are taking all of this into practice, that you are going to finish December healthy and strong. And I would love to hear from you. Find my website, christinebrunelli.com. Use the contact form and send me a message. Are you enjoying these episodes? Are they helpful? Is there anything you would like me to talk about? I have a plan of what we're going to be discussing Oh, for the next six months, but I am open to your suggestions because I'm here for you. Thank you so much for being here. Feel free to share this episode if you found it helpful and don't forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified the next time a new episode releases. And until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.